This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. One that's been a big one has been the rift between Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. And as we dive into the particulars of this situation, Jinx, I've been thinking about this. When you see any kind of uh, dramatic situation unfold, either where it's between an athlete and a team, or even in the larger scope, like celebrities and their marriages and their relationships, Mm -hmm. we see these little stories and their publicists and whoever like to say, oh, there's absolutely nothing to it. But then you wait, and a few months later, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And usually it's not nothing. Like maybe the celebrity couple doesn't break up, but there was definitely something to it. Very, I mean, I'm not saying that these outlets never make up stuff, but it always feels like there's at least a kernel of truth to what they're saying, no? Oh, sure. Well, for the most part, yeah. It's just a matter of how much it's exaggerated. It it comes from something. The question is, what is the media going to make of it? Or, and I don't want to just blame the media because I feel like that's such a a cop-out. Now, sometimes, yes, the media can take something and just get completely overblown with it. We see that, I think, on a regular basis. But also there are situations where the, the truth is the truth and those kernels come out and there are more storylines or more tentacles to it, if you will. And then what happens is when it's proven to be true, the immediate backtrack is, ah, this is just the media. This is the media running with this. So I think it's a little bit of both. It just depends on the individual story. Right. And if the media is picking up on something that, you know, the the head coach of the team is saying, I think that's where it is not the media's fault. And what I'm referring to is this Buffalo Bills situation. Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills, went on a podcast and said that this whole situation between Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills has been overblown out of proportion by the media. But here's the thing, Josh Allen. Your own head coach said, quote, he was very concerned when Stephon Diggs left minicamp, clearly in some kind of dispute. So I feel like it's not nothing. And I think what Josh Allen is trying to do is, you know, Mm -hmm. bury the story a little bit and say like, hey, there's nothing else to it, but I feel like there is something to it. Like if your coach says that he's very concerned, I feel like the media should look into that and not be like, oh, well, there you have it, nothing there. I feel like it is the media's job to try to dig deeper and make sure they are not missing anything.
Well, also, there's a greater context here. And to me, that is is what has gotten lost in translation. So, yeah, Sean McDermott himself has said, okay, I'm very concerned. And then the last time we saw Stephon Diggs interact with Josh Allen was last year's playoff loss to the Bengals, where Josh Allen is looking at his surface on the sidelines, and Stephon Diggs is yelling at him because he didn't feel like he was targeted enough on one of those final Buffalo drives. So you take McDermott's words into consideration. You take that moment into consideration last year's playoffs. Then you take Diggs leaving minicamp early, even though he did return the next day. You take all of those things together, and it doesn't look good. So, of course, when you see all those things, it makes sense that, hey, what is going on here? Because everything we've seen since the end of last season has not trended well. So, I don't think anyone was losing their minds. I don't remember anyone in the media saying, this is the end of the Buffalo Bills being competitive. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs don't like each other anymore. They are no longer BFFs. It's, yeah, the head coach says it's concerning anytime that happens. And when you take the the greater scope of what we've seen over the past few months, of course the media is going to pay attention to that. Yeah, so I don't think that this is the media's fault. I think this is what we've seen from the Bills, and I don't blame Josh Allen for downplaying it, but also all he has, you can say this is overblown, it's not a big deal, without immediately turning and saying, uh, it's the media. Exactly. Like, don't blame everything on the media. Like you said, it feels like a cop-out. But I feel like there's something here, and the problem is, we don't know exactly the root of the issue, do we? Like, have they come out and said why Stefan Diggs is mad? Because when you leave out the details, it makes us have to fill in the blanks ourselves. So we are looking at the evidence that we have, like you said, that altercation, or not altercation, but that interaction that we saw between uh, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen last season, um, but also the pattern that we've seen with Stefan Diggs about not necessarily being happy with, I don't know about like the money or how a team is using him. So it just feels like we don't know the root of the issue because they said, oh, it's not football related. I'm like, well, then what would it be about? So it's <laughs> right. just when you don't give us the details, we got to make them up ourselves. Well, and also, if you look at Stefan Diggs's history, he's always a little upset about something if things aren't going his way. Remember, he had an issue with Kirk Cousins when he played Minnesota. He was always criticizing how he was being used. And then after the playoff game last year, he didn't even speak to the media. So he was upset about the loss. Everyone else stood up and said, yeah, that's a difficult loss. I'll speak. So if you look at Stephon Diggs' history, he does have a pattern of kind of being unhappy or I don't say going off the rails. That's an exaggeration but complaining if things aren't going exactly the way he believes they should go. So it's not like this behavior is out of nowhere for him. It's something we've seen before. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he's just a little bit dramatic. He's like the Taylor yeah. Swift of the Buffalo Bills <laughs> to where I always wonder if she like writes these songs about these relationships and the guys like in the relationships are like, 
oh my God, I didn't know I was doing all this. I thought we had a great uh, relationship and now she's writing a song about me. Do you ever think she overblows some of those like relationship mistakes? I think that, <laughs> here's what I think. Oh God, do not get me going on Taylor Swift because I could go off for an hour or I could do a whole show going off. I will say that I think a lot of these relationships are, they're not fake, but I think the relationships are real but I'm not necessarily a fan of taking these relationships and then turning them into perfect marketing opportunities for her to sing about them. If you get in a relationship with her, guess what? She's going to sing about it and then people are going to find out about it and then it just adds to this, this vicious cycle. Where it's like, I'm so hurt, I'm so hurt. It's like, yeah, and you're letting everyone know. You're gonna take this relationship, you're gonna write about it, you're gonna make money off of it. So. That's where I have a bit of a problem where you're sort of co-opting these relationships for your own benefit. But in the NFL, it almost feels like you can do this same thing to where you can use uh, this to your marketing advantage. Like, hasn't Aaron Rodgers done this to where he's like, God, the Packers are the worst. They treat yes. me like garbage. They don't put me on a pedestal. They don't give me an attention. They don't give me any receivers. And now look at him. He's on a team that has great receivers. He's getting paid a lot of money. So maybe it's not the dumbest move in the NFL if you're that good. It's not. If you really crave the attention, you can find it. And Aaron Rodgers has absolutely mastered that. Also, he's going to the Jets, clearly, which is a better situation for him than the Packers. But where is he right now? At the center of the media universe <laughs> in New York City. Not a coincidence. Exactly. So maybe Stefan Diggs just knows how to play the game. And I'll say this. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So if anybody can play these games, because that's the bottom line. If you're good enough, people will jump through those hoops, baby. We see it in the NBA all the damn time. All right, so let's go on to the next headline. Uh, we have uh, a little headline that has something to do with Dalvin Cook. Apparently, the Patriots are interested in Dalvin Cook as uh, the market is open for the running back as the Dolphins continue to have talks with him. Maybe it's the Jets that land Dalvin Cook. I think the bottom line for me is that this doesn't move the needle that much for me. Dalvin Cook's a great running back, but the problem mm -hmm. is, I just don't think it's necessarily a running back's game anymore. You still have to have a great quarterback. He's going to be a great piece for anybody, but I don't think he's going to be somebody who shifts the numbers enough for me. In the betting world, it takes a lot, a hell of a lot, to shift the game as a position player. I think there are very few players who can do this. Like, look at Devontae Adams. I think he is the one player that has changed the spread, probably Cooper Cup, when it comes to the market and betting. For you, how does Dalvin Cook affect like futures bets? If he goes to a team, does it change your outlook on said team? Um, maybe a little bit. He's not going to the Patriots, by the way. I don't buy that for one second because Dalvin Cook has said before that he wants to win a ring. He said that earlier this summer. So if you're trying to win a ring, why would you go play for the New England Patriots? The Patriots are 66 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're 35 to 1 to win the AFC. If you add Dalvin Cook, I don't see those lines really changing. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think like any running back, and this is a guy, he's one of, he might be the only running back 
who has had at least 1,000 yards rushing over the past four straight seasons. The problem is he's had shoulder injuries, but he had surgery, I believe, back in March to repair that shoulder so that he can be 100% for the season. So I think he will be a benefit, but I don't think just adding Dalvin Cook to your offense completely changes your offense. It just gives you another weapon to work with. Right, and it's not like the reports coming out of New England are like, oh my God, we want this guy. The quote is that they are at least intrigued. Like, how much do you take away from that? Like, that means, okay, like, we're intrigued, but that doesn't sound like, okay, we're willing to make a move for this guy. So I don't know how high the market is on Dalvin Cook, but I feel like the agent's trying to drum up some interest here. And that's what you do. Like we said, you play the game when it comes to marketing, when it comes to supply and demand. How high do you think the demand is for Dalvin Cook, really? I think it's I think it's a decent market. I certainly don't think it's this guy can just pick whichever team he wants to play for. It needs to be the right Mm -hmm. situation. It needs to be a team that can pay him. I think ultimately he will end up with the Dolphins. He's a Florida guy, went to FSU. He's already called their running scheme a perfect fit. So that that seems like to me where it's trending and also a lot of people like the dolphins if Tua can stay healthy to make a run at his super bowl that's definitely a better chance than he'll have in new england i think the dolphins would be the best fit as well he's a hometown guy i think he would love that opportunity to be back in south florida for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts